show welcome back to read the room uh i am your host tim miller we will be um i will be doing shows november 2nd at the positanos in bethesda maryland i will be headlining i will be doing 45 minutes of talking which you're about to listen to probably now so if you don't want to hear any more of this shit here then don't come to the show. But if you do, come on out, man. Ten dollars, uh, and if you bring somebody else, it's a. I think it's a, a deal that they have. If you bring uh, someone else with you, then it's uh, twenty dollars. So ten for one, twenty for two, and uh, thirty for three on up. That's an old joke. It's like an old road joke that I tried to. That I tried to do that it that didn't work really. Anyway, November second, but uh, Bethesda. November twenty first, Beer Baron, almost ladies night with Tommy Taylor, the illustrious, the 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 model, Washington D.C.'s funniest model, Tommy Taylor Jr., who's right on the right on the verge of having too big of a forehead right 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 at the limit you will join us Tammy come over to the dark side come over cut off your hair sir I see that shit all the time I see dudes oh let me do more dates uh, December 4th DC Improv Overachievers show December 5th and 6th I will be hitting the road kind of I'll be at Magoobie's Comedy Club opening for a gentleman named Nathan McIntosh if you don't know Nathan McIntosh let me tell you I don't know him either but he seems like he'll probably be a very funny headliner uh, there will be many more podcasts Sorry about last week, guys. Sorry. Sorry. I was in New York. And, um, well, you know, I went to New York for a little bit. Took a trip up. And then I, um, that, that Wednesday, that Wednesday I did a, a, a thing. I, I'll just tell you about it because I don't know how much of the footage I'm going to use. But Wednesday when I got back, you know, Wednesdays are the days that I put out podcast you guys are listening to this on a wednesday hopefully right and i i i put it out <clears throat> no i didn't i didn't put it out uh on the, last wednesday what i did was i went around washington dc and i um What I did was I went around Washington, D.C., and I did as many sets as I could. I did about I did about five sets. 
uh, I was going for six, but I did five. And I mean, I went up everywhere, just different open mics. I went up at the Improv, their uh, amateur open mic show, and then I went up all the way through to uh, I went to Adams Morgan, did a spot. I went to um, Dupont Circle, did some spots. Went over by Georgetown, did a did a bar club place over there in front of seven people, and um, the footage I will be putting out periodically throughout the week. Follow me on Instagram, and you'll be able to see the footage. Not all of it, just you know, random, random shits, random, random footages. And I don't know, man. I just, I just wanted to do something so people could see, like, yo, DC has a good, like, a good mic run. And I didn't want it to be like there was another guy that just did this in New York, and there's another guy that did it before him in New York. But the last guy that did it, you know, he did four four shows in one night. The guy before him, he had a record. He did 23 shows in one night. And that's just going on stage, doing two or three minutes, and getting the fuck off. And he did it. He just gigged all night. Just gig, 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 gig. Just all night long. Just one place to the next. One place to the next. It wasn't 23 places. But I'm sure it was a lot of places. And some of the places he would go up, he did multiple spots there. So I think that's the way to go if you're going to do that. So if I was going to do it again, if I was going to do real shows, I would do it on a, probably on a, I would do it on a Wednesday again if I was just doing as many as I could do. Because Wednesday night in D.C., Wednesday just has the mics, yo. Just mad spots. You can just go up. Friday has some good real like paid shows. So I'll probably do Friday night if I was going to do it again. Then again, you know, I might do a Saturday night depending on what's going on. You can get a Saturday night real easy. You know, Bacon has three shows on a Saturday, Friday and Saturday. The Draft House in D.C., they have three shows, right? So, you go up one show, boom, go over to the draft house, boom, go back to the, back to Big Hunt, pop that one off, go back to the draft house, pop that one off, and then back and forth, yo. Yeah. That's how you do it. Oh, and then the open mics, the late night Saturday open mics, right after that. 11.30 at Big Hunt, and 11 or 10.45 at draft house. Boom. That's six. If I was going to do it again. Um, I'm going to put out more content. I'm going to put out more podcasts. Uh, I have some talking that I need to do. I had some I had some visits from friends this past week. I got to talk to one of my... Um, a, a comedy anomaly, if you will. Uh, this guy named... His name is Kojo... Kojo Monte is a good friend of mine in stand-up. 
And, uh, you know, I got to see him this weekend. We hung out. I'm going to holler at your boy. Maybe get him on here at some point. And we're going to have a little combo. And um, I'm, what else is going on? What What's going on with you? Uh, uh, write me. Feel If you feel the need, if you want to share, send me an email, timmillercomedy.com. I will probably not answer. I'm joking. I'll probably read it on here and uh, give you a quick little shout out and uh, see what's up with you. See what's going on in your life. Uh, see why you're listening. See what you would change. If you, had a, if you could change something in this little relationship that we started, what would it be? Let me know. Um, too many ums? Okay. I'll 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 take it. Are you sure there? To, yep. Okay. All right. I'll take I'll take out the arms. No no more arms. Sorry. Um, <laughs> busy week for black people. Busy week. A lot of homophobia going on with black people this week. A lot of cases in the past week. Maybe week and a half. I might be behind. Pharrell Williams was on the cover of GQ. Black people going crazy. Black men especially going crazy because the article was new masculinity and you should have seen this nigga, Pharrell. You know, Pharrell Williams, he's he's a real smart dude, man. A real smart dude. But he been in the and he's been in the game for so long. You know that Pharrell Williams made Rump Shaker, like that was one of his first songs. Rump Shaker, he's been around that long, and you ain't know who the hell he was. You thought it was Teddy Teddy Riley, didn't you? Check it, check it, check it now, check it. She can spit every buck day, buck naked. Oh no, it's shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it now, shake it. She can spit every birthday buck naked. Wonder what happened to that dude. Not a whole lot of, not a, not a prolific writer. Shake it, shake it, shake it now, shake it. She can spit every birthday buck naked. <laughs> Pharrell made that song, yo. Some woman on the beach. All right, everybody. We're going to be, this is a beach scene. We're going to need, um, all right, Brianna, go. Some poor light skin, because that's what was in back in them days in the early 90s is light skin. Light skin women, long hair, right? Black women with long hair. Like, black women with white girl hair. Just walking on the beach in a bikini and her saxophone like who no who plays their sax just walking up the beach hey hey brianna come walk this way a little bit what can you walk this way please god can you imagine the casting for that god we need somebody that looks really good in a bikini but is a, a level 15 on the violin, the saxophone. I mean, God, 
New Jack's New Jack Swing. That was the music that Pharrell Williams started in. He started in New Jack Swing. New Jack Swing was so... Um, it was. I mean, it was... Every song was New Jack Swing. Every song. They had groups and shit. Like Joe Public and uh, Low Key. I don't know if y'all ever heard Low Key. There's some old player shit here. I'm about to take you down. 90s hip hop slash R&B. It was, it was a mix, right? And Low Key was a group that... <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a video. I'll put a link to the video of Low Key. I got a thing. I got a thing for you, baby. And they sounded like they sounded like uh cameo. Like one of the dudes in there. Oh, Mrs. Gustav. Oh, you're so tough. You put some things on my mind. Something on my mind. Don't deserve me, but girl just hurt me. With all the love you can find, oh baby girl. Low key. I don't know if y'all remember that shit, but it was low key. And um I said Joe Public. But it was weird, like, okay, so New Jack Swing came through and they had all of these groups. Uh Mint Condition. Mint Condition was kind it was kind of a they had a, a New Jack Swing type thing. Jodeci, of course. Um, but you got to listen to the B-sides to hear the New Jack Swing part. Jodeci came on, and it was all like, uh, so you're having my baby. It was all that shit. And Hood Girls was like, yes, I'm forever your lady. I'm about to have your kid. Take care of me. Can you picture my lady? This MDC. Yes, KC, yes. Never knowing. That KC, see KC was met with with Mary J. Blige, and Mary J. Blige was the other side of it, right? Was the hood woman that they needed back in the nineties, right? All that New Jack Swing shit, real love, real love. I'm searching for a real love. She had real love. I mean, she had her, her whole first album was half rap, half just R&B. And she had a song with KC, right? And uh, I can't remember the words. Oh, if loving you is all that I have to do, I don't want to do anything else. And they were dating. And during that whole time, they were dealing with drugs and alcohol, and it was just two young, ghetto, talented people going out, dealing with insecurity, dealing with um, domestic violence. I think he may have been beaten on her at one point. And, man, that's where Pharrell comes from. Pharrell been around that long. He's still coming out with bangers. Have you ever heard of Snitch? by Pusha T. Pharrell produced it. It's called Snitch, but it's an acronym. Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to get home. No, sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. 
I'll put a I'll put a link to it in my in the description of this of this uh episode. That song is a banger. Pharrell been talented, right? But here's one thing that people don't realize about Pharrell. There's one thing that people don't notice. Pharrell is a nigga sometimes, yo. And I don't mean like nigga in a, you know, oh he drink Kool-Aid for no. Pharrell is a straight up Pharrell is a straight up G ass nigga. Confident through and through. So when this dude was on the cover of GQ in a dress almost, it looked like a dress, right? And they say the new masculinity. What they're talking about is a mother a motherfucker being able to wear this shit and still be a fucking man. See, I don't know where this whole thing came from. This whole idea came from. But I hear it a lot with black dudes and black people in society. They're trying to make black people, black men, they're trying to take away our masculinity, which is true, okay? But they're not doing it with gay people. They're not trying to make us gay. They're trying to make us, they're trying to take away our masculinity. They're trying to kill us. The people that don't want black men to be masculine to have our masculine they want us to die they don't want us to be gay the dream isn't for all of us to be gay the dream is for is for all of us to die okay they don't want us to be gay they want us (laughs) how many times do i have to say um they want us to stop fucking their white women and die and people were like mad at Pharrell. And then you turn like the first, of course, the, the cover is going to be the most polarizing picture, right? And they put new masculine, the new masculine, and all these fucking dudes. Oh, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Oh, oh, oh. And then you turn to the, to the, and he's wearing what he usually wears. It's a fucking, it's a trigger. They're trying to trigger you. And that's where we fail. That's where a lot of black men fail. There's just a lot of homophobia, man. I hate to see it. Tank. Tank was talking that shit. Tank was on a podcast. Tank is an R&B singer, if you don't know. And Tank is one of those dudes, he's been around for a while. Tank was a backup singer. On a video with Jamie Foxx. I'll put it in the description. I'll put that link in the description. Tank was in a video. Right? He's a backup singer when Jamie Foxx was the host for the ESPYs. Right? That's when Jamie Foxx was hosting the ESPYs. Now they're getting fucking... They don't don't want... Anybody hosting anything anymore. They want the safest shit ever. They can't get comedians to host shit no more. They don't trust us. Um, What did I say? Rum shaker? I'll write it down later. But. Actually, let me write it down right now. Rum shaker. Jimmy Fox. Aspies.
I know y'all like, damn, Tim, you can't write and talk at the same time. No. F-O-X-X. So Tank was on um, Angela Yee's podcast. And it's called Lip Service. And they bombard men with just all of these questions. And they question their, their, they question their masculinity there too, right? So the question, the, the conversation went to uh, people that lie, right? And somehow it got to, oh, if somebody lies, you know, twice, then they're a liar. And Tank was like, eh, not necessarily. Oh, the other thing is they have three or four women. Three or four loud, like loud yappy ass women on Angela Yee's show uh, that over talk you and all that shit and try to throw in jokes and just ruin the experience of the show. Uh, which, here's my beef with shows that, that interview. Shut, shut up. If you have somebody on your show and you're interviewing them, let those mother, let them talk. Let them talk. Do a show by yourself if you want to talk the whole time. If you bring somebody on your show, let them talk. T.I. show, T.I.'s podcast, I like T.I. I'm a fan, a huge fan of T.I. The rapper. The podcaster, I, I want to shoot myself in the ear. Every time somebody has a point, he jumps on that shit and he doesn't let them talk. Let these people talk. Oh, so what do you think about your fit? Well, I'm trying to. I, I, yeah, that, that's that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was. I was. Shut up, Charlemagne the God. He gets a little. He gets a little antsy too. He had people on his podcast. He had Ti on his podcast recently. Recently, he wouldn't let him talk. Shut up. Let these people talk. You had them on your show. Let them talk. Shut your mouth. Ask a question and then let the person answer it. Stop trying to beat them to their own answer. It's ridiculous. Ooh, Jamie Riley just uh, is doing a live video. Jamie Riley is a she's an actress, and if you ever get a chance to look at her, she's very um, she's very talented. Anyway. Jamie Foxx was no Tank was on um Tank was on lip service man and they just they just yap and yap so it's a little confusing but they they're talking about lies they're talking about if somebody's doing if somebody does lies twice then they get and then Angela with her I love her to death but she does this thing every now and then where she'll throw in like a a question a, a, not homophobic. What is it like? She'll throw in. She'll test the dude's sexuality. Some for some reason, I don't know. I don't know why this is funny to her. But we're talking about lies, and she throws in. So if somebody sucks a dick twice, then are they gay? And it's like, why? Okay, I understand. There's a. There's a. Understand you wanting to get to that, which. I guess is okay, but I don't get the, you needed a little more build up to that, I think. 
it, it's like it just came out of nowhere, right? And I don't think Tank could handle it because he said, no, it doesn't make you gay if you suck a dick twice. And then you start going into an explanation. You suck it once, you know, and then you know, I don't know. And then you go back, and then you suck it again. You're like, oh, I, don't, I don't like the taste, right? Now, I think he was joking. That's just me. I think he, I think he was joking. And I think there was, unfortunately, and this is just how we are today, unfortunately, there was nuance in what he was saying and the internet now cannot handle nuance there is no room for that nuance shit you're coming in here with your ooh ooh wait a minute though i think it could be maybe i think there's a gray area no ain't no gray areas it's one way or the other You can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't be straight anymore. You suck two dicks. You're gay now. And, and and the way people were coming down, I guess he got a lot of hate, a lot of hateful messages, which he, which he said were homophobic, which I agree with. But then people were trying to argue with him, saying, how is it homophobic when you're... It just bothers me that we are... This stuff is ingrained in us like this. Especially being a minority group, we look upon other groups and we say, ooh, yeah, they got it. We don't say, hey, they got it rough. Like, we got it rough, so we should stick together. We go, ugh. That shit was taught to us. Right? I grew up in that same environment. Right? I grew up in that shit. My mom won't won't watch gay dudes kissing on TV. She thinks it's evil. She thinks it's my sweet mother. Is like, mm, I got to turn my head. I can't watch it. But this shit is just rampant in our community. And I I don't think I have the mental capacity. Or, if I'm being honest, the inclination to try to help anyone that thinks that way. You just sound ignorant to me. You sound fucking stupid. And it just bothers me. I was, um, I don't know. It just bothers me. It's like that thing, um, I don't get the anger. That's maybe that's what it, I don't get the anger behind it. It would, it, it would be different if it was like, oh wow, Tank just, it's not like Tank is admitting to being gay and everybody's like haha i caught you like that's the that's the that's what i feel 
that's what I think he felt. It's like, ha ha, I caught you. People are like, ah, I caught you being gay. As if, like, ah, I caught you with your hand in the cookie jar. I caught you. Like it's a bad thing to be gay. If somebody's gay, they're gay. So what? If they're hiding it, they're hiding it for a reason. It's because they don't want to get called out and called all kinds of names and shit. I just don't understand it. It's like your hate your hate is right there. The anger that you feel when you hear something like that is right, it's right on the right on this under boiling right under. And unfortunately, it's the same shit I feel when people are upset when something happens racially. That's what I liken it to. When I see someone talking about black kids in Chicago and they're angry about it, I'm like, why are you angry? Why is it not concern? These are children. Why is it not empathy? I don't understand what the anger is for, but then I realize, oh, there's a different level. There's a different layer to this whole thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't think things will get better any anytime soon. Everybody's trying to. Everybody's trying to. Everybody's virtue signaling. Everybody's coming off. Uh, all high and mighty. We're all self righteous now. We're all perfect now. And just don't look at past tweets. You can't. Don't look at that shit. Just what I am now is perfect. And it's fucking stupid, man. It's bothering me. I don't know why this is so sad. I should be, I should be feeling better. I watched Wizard of Oz the other day. I took my daughter to see Wizard of Oz for the first time. She saw it. Didn't like the monkeys. No surprise. Didn't like the flying monkeys. No surprise. Or the witch. She didn't like the witch either. She was freaking out over that shit. A green person that would disappear and re- what? My daughter was going crazy. But otherwise, I think she had a good time. She likes Mary, Mary Poppins more. She likes Mary Poppins more, I think. Because it's happy. There's no scary parts. But Wizard of Oz, man. Sheesh. I was thinking of uh, taking her to go see Return to Oz. She probably cried a whole movie. That whole movie is dark. Wizard of Oz is is cool and there's some bright spots, but it's pretty dark at some points. Return to Oz, all dark. The whole movie. The girl is in an insane asylum. I don't know if you've ever seen Return to Oz, but okay, let me explain it to you. All right. So there's this actress named Farza Bulk. I can't even pronounce her name. Farza Bulk. She's always in weird shit. Always. She was in Craft. She was a weirdo. She was in, um, she was Bobby Boucher's girlfriend in The Waterboy. A weirdo. And she was, this, her first movie was Return to Oz, where she played, you guessed it, Dorothy the Weirdo, right? So, 
this is after this is supposed to be right after Dorothy goes to Oz and she's in an insane asylum because they're like why are you still thinking about this Oz place and she's like I I believe it happened this is my lock the bitch up insane asylum she I think she goes to sleep or something like that and they they try, I guess they try to take her. She falls out again, and she goes back to Oz. But this time, Oz ain't like it was the first time, right? The Emerald City is all fucked up. The Yellow Brick Road torn to pieces. And they have some of the same types of characters that they did in The Wizard of Oz. They had... A tin man, kind of. It was a robot instead. They had a uh, jack-o'-lantern, which is terrifying. Terrifying. Okay? The scariest shit ever. And from what I remember, I don't think there was anything else. There was a... And she was in this house or in this palace with this queen that had all of these different faces. Like, she could change her face. And she would take kids and take their face. And, I mean, you talk about a fantasy ride. This movie was a weird one. Um, it didn't do that well either. That's the funny thing. But I saw it. I saw it at the movie theater of all places. And <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures for it right now. And this lady would take people's heads and put them on her body. And, uh, Man, this shit was scary looking. Oh, and they also had this thing. They had this thing called uh, wheelers. They were like uh, these dudes that had, there's like a gang, and they had wheels for hands and feet. And the... <laughs> Oh, TikTok. That's what it was. TikTok was the whatchamacallit. The, uh, <laughs> they had something called a gump. A gump was a, it was a couch, and they took a, they took a, the head of a moose off the wall, and they put that on the couch, and they brought the moose to life with some type of powder, some type of magic powder or something. It's a trippy moose. I'll send you a, I'll put a uh, a link to some some of the stuff in there. But man, and of course at the end, so what she has to do is fight this this oh Queen Mombi. She had to fight Queen Mombi, the one that switches heads and shit. And 
she had to fight her and then return Oz back to the way it was, right? And at the end of it, well, I'm not going to tell you what happened, but, uh, well, spoiler, at the end of it, she wins and she gets to, at the, she, they, they're all shined up and shit, the, the robot TikTok became, like, they shined them all up and shit, and, you know, they helped Oz come back, they returned Oz to its former glory, but that's what I was thinking about when I was watching the, the, the Oz (laughs) with my daughter, (laughs) and she was crying, (laughs) I mean, she wasn't crying, but she was upset, I was like, man, you're not gonna watch. You're gonna, you're not gonna like Return to Oz. I saw Return to Oz because um, we were when I was little. We had me and my sister decided to run away from home. Like it was a Sunday night, and it was after church. My parents had gone to sleep, and my sister, me and my sister were like, "Man, what the? This is bullshit, man. Mommy and Daddy don't love us." So we started packing up toys to leave and we had all our toys all our shit out on the bed and we were deciding what to take what was too heavy all that and my dad woke up first and he came out and he was like what are y'all doing i'm making a lot of noise in here and he was like daddy you don't love us so we're leaving he's like what my mom was like go ahead let him leave my dad my dad i guess he felt bad so he took us he took us to the movies <laughs> and that's what we saw was return to Oz. They say, look, the shit could get worse, okay? You're living in a house. Shut your ass up. (laughs) And we saw return to Oz. (laughs) I think I saw it maybe once or twice after that, but I don't know how how that movie is so messed up that it stayed in my head this whole time. And Farza Bulk, Balk is, she's a little girl in this movie. Like, it's literally her first one. And um, she just has one of those faces that she's she's not a, an unattractive actress. She just doesn't get, she always plays like a weirdo. Like, she could easily be like a main character. She's not unattractive. She has very, she has great features. I think they just always made her out to be, like ever since this movie, they made her out to be like a weirdo. And yeah, I don't like that about Hollywood. But I'll put it, I'll put something like that. I'll put it in my. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. I appreciate you all you all listening to read the room. You have a good day. <laughs>